Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios in Stark Fringe Radio. And welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, your number one spot for the conspiratorial, paranormal, macabre, strange, and unusual. And thank you for joining us on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. And uh, thanks so much, guys. And of course, I can't do this by myself. I have to have my co-host with me. Of course, Jay Galosi. Jay, what's up, brother? How you doing? Hola! Como esta, motherfucker? Awesome, brother. Doing really good, man. Getting ready for this hurricane? You ready for this hurricane? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super ready. I mean... Next thing you know, it's going to be Sharknado. Yeah, yeah, right? That's the All next thing. Ian Deering here to save our asses. Yeah, 2020 has been one of those years where it's like the weirdest shit ever, bro. We're going to talk about some of that stuff tonight, too, uh, during our segment of As the World Burns. But, yeah, a lot of crazy shit happening, man. Just weird shit this year. Just weird. Like, the weirdest shit ever. Like, n- like never before. Like, this is the weirdest shit ever. But like, look, weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Weird anyway, shit. Yep. Anyways... So uh, thanks again, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Will Martinez, with Jay Galosi. And uh, tonight we're going to have an interview with a interesting lady. Her name is Nina Terabile, and uh, she's actually um, one of the stories that was featured on a show that on My Paranormal Nightmare, uh, which is shown on the Travel Channel. And um, I um, I was able to actually sit down and have a conversation with uh, this lady, and, and she would... Uh, Gave us a very uh, harrowing account of uh, a situation that she um, went through as a as a teenager uh, with her cousin living in Connecticut. So a very interesting story, uh, nonetheless. And of course, it revolves around the paranormal, and uh, we'll get into that interview here in a little bit. Uh, but uh, first, want to let everybody know about how you can listen to the podcast. Of course, you can go directly at uh, our website, which is Dark Fringe Radio. WordPress.com. Right there, you can go ahead and uh, click any of the links that are available there for you to listen. We are on all major streaming sites and networks. So uh, even as of recently, Jay, iHeartRadio, we've been picked up by them. So uh, all our episodes are on iHeartRadio, which is, of course, one of the oldest, you know, most uh, longstanding uh, uh, streaming services yeah. that's been around for a long time. That's impressive. That's impressive. We heart you. Radio. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, maybe we could ever make it to the iHeartRadio. Uh, uh, they have like a, um, like a, almost like a Golden Globes. Concert. Yeah, yeah, like a Golden Globes thing that they do like every year where they, you know, bring up new podcasts and, and feature new podcasts and talk about who are the best ones in each genre and stuff like that. So it's a pretty impressive stuff that they have going on over there at iHeartRadio. So, uh, again, thanks to them to, uh, you know, pick up uh, Dark Fringe Radio on their uh, their streaming service. So we uh, thank you again, uh, iHeartRadio. So um, nonetheless, you can follow us on all our uh, social media, which is on Facebook, Instagram, and, of course, Twitter, at Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, very simply done there. So you just go ahead and, and uh, like and follow and share all our stuff. We're always putting stuff on there on a daily basis. So I try not to let too many there are. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. There's all... always something new coming up. Uh, it is it is consistent and uh, and sometimes overwhelming. <laughs> sometimes it can be overwhelming, yeah. But you know what? One thing do, that I do, Jay, and I'm going to give a little bit inside uh, baseball talk here when it comes to, you know, the podcast and when I, you know, post things, you know, there's certain things that come out, you know, certain stories that come out 
that are just like crazy, like fantastic, right? Like, um, you know, we've had this discussion before. You know, you have certain things that happen, but you don't get the full story until maybe a couple of days later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is, is that, of course, social media is a very knee-jerk reaction uh, platform. So when something comes no. out. <laughs> if you guys haven't noticed, by the way. But yeah, um, social media is a very knee-jerk reaction platform. So what, as soon as somebody sees something, uh, they may see only 10 seconds of film or uh, hear a story that has no... Uh, you know, mainstream backing, which I'm not saying that all mainstream news is correct either. But um, when it's not even verified, through any, yeah, it's there's no there's not even a, a, a local news, uh, you know, source, uh, you know, that's when you have to kind of look at the story and wait. And that's what we try to do here at Dark Fringe Radio. We don't try to as soon as we see a story, we may not be the first person to report on the story. And there's a reason why, because at first I may think from the service, it looks like bullshit. So um, that's that, right, because we're lazy right no. now. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I see a lot of this shit before it even comes out. You know, this whole thing, uh, you know, with just Lane Maxwell, we're going to be talking about that as the world burns. But, you know, I, I heard about that when they were going to pick her up about a week ahead before even the mainstream media uh, was going to uh, report it on it. So but of course, you know, that's when I hear things through other outlets and I can't verify. And I'm like, OK, I would have to wait. And then as soon as. The fucking mainstream media says, okay, yeah, we got her. You know what I mean? Then it's like, okay, yeah, I see. It's It was right. So, again, that's the kind of mentality that we have on our social media platform. Whether it's right or wrong, I don't know. I think it's probably the most responsible way to do it, in my opinion. I think it's definitely, I think it's definitely the most responsible. I There was a time for uh, immediate reaction when communication lines were slower. Uh, and you didn't have a choice but to get the full story before you could react. Correct. You know, back before really the internet. Yeah, yeah, you're totally so, you're totally right. But now communication, information, data can be absorbed in mass amounts to your to your physical ability to absorb. Right. Uh, so you you almost get too much information too fast. Your brain covers the spots that you don't have answers for you formulate formulate your opinion and then you go off that and and people they get so extra yeah, Damn. Oh, yeah they get extra <laughs> and extra the, and the internet is savage it's savage bro i mean there's nothing there's no morality when it comes to the internet you know i had this discussion today with another person about that and you know it, it that's just the, the way the internet and social media work so i try to go under the mentality of, hey, listen, I'll wait a couple days before I even talk about a story that, because I want to find out if that's really what the, the real story is. You know what I'm saying? I let things kind of breathe before I start posting on a story. So whether, again, that may or may not be the right thing, that's for you guys to decide, but I think this is the most responsible way to do it. Um, but anyways, enough about that. Let's get into As the World Burns, Jay. And uh, a lot of stuff to talk about uh, this week, Jay. There's a lot of things going on in the news. First thing I want to bring up is Ghislaine Maxwell. And, of course, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was the uh, Madame. Bad bitch. <laughs> well, she was the right-hand lady of Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. And we all know what happened Mr. Jeffrey Epstein. And if you guys haven't seen, by the he way. He got a lot of right hands. Well, yeah, he had a lot of something. But uh, if you haven't seen <laughs> if you haven't seen the um, Jeffrey Epstein um documentary on netflix i highly recommend it and jay i don't know if you've seen it or not super disturbing super i have it's pretty good yeah super disturbing so 
um, but it's a great uh, you know watch because you it really gets inside to the story of what really happened. But besides that, uh, his uh, right hand lady, uh, Mr. Slane Maxwell, uh, was picked up by the FBI, and um, this week she uh, was trying to block some unsealed or some court records uh, that became unsealed un, uh, unbeknownst to her because she was unsuccessful in her attempt to uh, keep them sealed. And so, of course, dozens of uh, files that were related to uh, Miss Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein were unsealed actually as of yesterday, Thursday evening, Jay, uh, which actually provided a lot of insight to the allegations against them. She was basically the madame, of course. Um, and there was a lot of high profile individuals, Jay, that were profiled in this here, including Bill Clinton, Alan Dershowitz. Several other people whose names can. Yeah, remember. I saw the I saw the Bill Clinton thing. That was the previous book. <laughs> I saw all like pictures of him on that train, and I was like, ah. Yeah, 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 and it also included flight logs uh, that uh, that were recorded from Jeffrey Epstein's island, and uh, police reports on uh, multiple locations where Epstein uh, maintained residences. So they basically had a full rundown of who came in and out of there. Whoever had a uh, you know a toss up with the law uh, in and around that area, um, and of course, Bill Clinton was of course uh, pinned to be one of those people in that you know in that ring, and uh, it's uh it's 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 pretty damning, man. I tell you, it, and I don't think people were pretty surprised when it came to Bill Clinton, you know, being involved in this. Oh God, no. No, I mean, come on, we we already knew the type of proclivities that he had when he did what he did with what's her name. Uh, yeah. What's her name? I can't remember her name. What was her name? Uh, her name was... Mm, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I know it when I'm not currently walking <laughs> on, the uh, <laughs> on the moon. <laughs> oh, it'll come back to me. It'll come. It'll, you know what? It'll come back to me just I, like in a flash. That's how it comes back to me. But yeah, but everybody knows what we're talking about here. And, you know, everybody I don't think was surprised, Jay, that Bill Clinton was uh, pretty oh, much profiled in this no. whole thing. Let's be real. Anybody who's getting married to Hillary Rodham Clinton, they're perverse. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, again, that's, uh, you know, we have more and more evidence uh, that oh. this was happening in this island, um, that there was a lot of emails uh, that were like back and forth for decades. And again, Alan Dershowitz is a very high profile uh, politician, has gone, you know, he's gone to multiple links to try to defend himself. And say, you know, that the document release would exonerate him, which actually did the opposite. <laughs> it actually implicated him more. So, again, you know, we don't know. We know now that a lot of shit happened there. <laughs> the son of a pathological more. liar, the one that will lie even once <laughs> it, the lies blow out in the open. Yeah. Deny, yeah. deny, deny, baby. That's it. That's exactly what they do, man. But, yeah, interesting stuff what's happening here. So, uh, let's take a bet here, Jay, me and you. Do you think she's going to live to actually stand trial? No, God, no. You don't think so? No. No? No, God, no. No. You know no, what? I... No, she's... Oddly enough, I have a feeling she's also going to hang herself while in prison. You while know... on suicide watch. Yeah, that's interesting. You know what? I actually had a, a, a theory that somebody on, I think it was a 4chan Reddit site or something like that, that suggested it. But I thought it had a lot of pretty good validity to it and they said that that she would this is how they're going to kill her that she would automatically like from nowhere catch COVID-19 and then pass away from COVID-19 
I mean, what are you going to say from that? Right? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's an easy way to that's do it. Scary shit, bro. Right? Like, that's a scary shit. It is scary because you you understand that the the the, the reach and the influence that these people have it's 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 very uh, it's very scary to to understand or even try to wrap your head around that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like fucking Hydra. I mean, <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> oh, deep. <laughs> Well, listen. Oh, crazy deep. Yeah, that's a it's a great story. I, I suggest you guys keep a, a close eye on the Slade Maxwell case here. Um, it's a very high profile case. It's not being very well covered on the mainstream media because of all the other shit that's happening, um, and they're making it more of a big deal than this. Which to me, this should be fucking front page news when you're talking about sex trafficking and pedophilia and uh, all this other stuff that these uh, people are actually uh, partaking in. But nonetheless, that's how it is. Um, but let's uh, move on to our next uh, subject here, Jay, for As the World Burns. And uh, this is crazy, Jay, but I don't know. You've, have you seen this stuff that's happening around the United States? There's these seeds that are being sent to people just by random to just all throughout the United States coming from China. Have you heard about this? Are we sure it's random? I, I don't know. You would think the first person they would try to hit is me. I'm the conspiracy theorist. I haven't got no seeds in my goddamn mailbox. No, 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 no. They, you don't matter. <laughs> That's true. No, <laughs> no. listen. So I think, now I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure actually a friend of ours from middle school uh -huh. posted on Facebook that she got Wow. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not saying that people are trying to, to take down the white man. Because mm -hmm. that's alone scares the shit out of me. Because <laughs> uh, I'm white, y'all. Yeah. I'm white. Don't let this deep baritone voice fool you. I'm white. <laughs> so, as I was saying, this she's nice white suburban mom, two kids, you know, big fans, that whole kind of thing. So, hi, Middle America. Mm -hmm. Meet COVID 2.0. Yeah, right. That's a good Go. theory. That's a good theory, Jay. I like that. There's, that's that's possible. I mean, I mean, dead white people. <laughs> well, let's let's we don't want any dead people. But nonetheless, I mean, these uh, reports that these seeds uh, are arriving in small packages with no indication of why they were sent or what type of seeds they actually are. And they've been showing up in mailboxes in Washington, Utah, Virginia, uh, and a few other states. And the only clue to their origins is that there's Chinese writing on the outside, Jay. And so uh, the officials have since warned uh, people not to open the packets in case they're dangerous. You don't know what the fuck you are opening. Again, Jay has a very good idea that, hey, it could be COVID 2.0. Um, just, you know, being now distributed from the inside out. Uh, today, they received reports of people could receiving... Could be some weird Chinese demon. <laughs> you never know. You don't that, know. That's true. That's true. You don't know, It could man. be a paranormal thing. You don't you know. know. You never know. Can't be fucking with that shit. <laughs> but uh, today, they received reports, uh, even uh, in Washington State, of people receiving seeds uh, from the mail from China that they didn't order. Uh, the seeds are sent in packages, usually stating that the contents are jewelry. Uh, unsolicited seeds could be invasive and intrude, uh, actually, I'm sorry, introduce diseases to local plants or be harmful to livestock. So um, the authorities are saying that anyone who receives these seeds should report them, of course, to them. And uh, these invasive species can wreak havoc on the environment, displace or destroy native plants. 
uh, insects and severely damaged crops, said the Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services. So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting story. People just getting these random ass seeds, man, in the mail. Did you get any seeds, Jay? You haven't got any seeds, no? No, dude. No, I don't. Paper mail? <laughs> mail mail? No. <laughs> That's true. I don't ever get anything in the mail as far as my name on it. Anymore. No, I get I get nothing. I, I will go months without checking my fucking mailbox. Yeah, I get it. You might have some seeds so in like, there right now. It, it's uh, it's a possibility, <laughs> you know, but they're going to fucking sit there and they can fucking wither for all I care. Yeah, they're going to get I don't go by my mailbox. Those things are going to die before you even touch it, before you even get exposed to them. They're going to be molded. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, listen. Uh, great story, man. Crazy shit happening here in the United States. Again, another fucking crazy thing to add on to 2020 if we haven't gotten the craziest shit ever happened to us already this year. So um, that's it for As the World Burns, Jay. And, of course, that brings us to our next segment, and that's What the F Florida Man. Of course, uh, for those that don't know. What the F Florida Man. Yeah, very awesome segment, and a lot of people uh, love this segment, Jay. And, of course, for those that don't know, this is a segment that Jay uh, randomly picks a story from our lovely state here of sunny South Florida or Florida. Uh, and uh, we uh, highlight or Jay highlights uh, some of the most craziest shit that ever happens that you would never think that ever happens um, that happens in this state. So, again, Jay. Only in the state. Only in the state. So. Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says... Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. Holy shit, man. Uh, Jay, what do you have this week for What the F Florida Man? Oh, well, what the F Florida man, we're not going to just focus on one particular Florida man. We're going to focus on lots and lots of Florida men, <laughs> uh -oh. women, and probably in some cases, children. Oh, shit. So, since uh, there's a hurricane currently bearing down on us that kind of popped up out of fucking nowhere. Nowhere. Uh, it reminded me of actually a story I read a couple years ago. And like the, the headline starts. Florida authorities are advising people against firing weapons at Hurricane Irma. <laughs> yeah, I remember, remember this. this. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to even claim uh, that this, this is even my state, but yeah, this is the shit that happens in our state. But go ahead. Yeah, yeah to clarify, do not shoot weapons at Irma. <laughs> uh, was actually a handle on Twitter. Uh, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office tweeted on on a Saturday night before Irma, uh, just hours before the eye of the storm passed over the Florida Keys, you won't make it turn around. <laughs> it will have very dangerous side effects. <laughs> Bullets fired into a storm system, like a hurricane, can have an unpredictable and potentially dangerous trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I remember this story, Jay. This is unbelievable. Yeah. But we actually had people that were attempting or at least talking about attempting to shoot the hurricane with their weapons, uh, literally using all types of, you know, artillery and anything to shoot at it to make it turn around. Can you believe that, Jay? Oh, fans. You need really big fans. <laughs> it's just like the cartoon. We could do it. <laughs> just flap your wings really fast, like the Flash. Just shoot go, at go it. Go gadget arm. Shoot at it. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love hey, it. Oh, go get your gun. We yeah. gonna shoot Emma. <laughs> yeah, we got Irma to shoot. We got somebody to shoot. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know what? Like, this crazy statement. This is Irma. It's Irma. Yeah. Listen, this crazy state. I love the fucking people in this state. It's the most craziest shit ever. Craziest shit ever. Again. Uh, Never yeah. dull. No, no, you're right. <laughs> Who the fuck shoots into a hurricane? And what the hell are you doing outside when the hurricane's coming? First off, like why? You know what I mean? That's like the worst place you want to be is exposed outside when something can come fly and fucking cut off your head. You know what I mean? That's the worst place you want to be anyways. But, yeah. Uh, bro, what, you, what can you do? We're, we're fucking Floridians. We're not right in the head. Yeah, that's true. That's but, true. Like, we live in a constant, constant state of both chill <laughs> and hyper angst. Yeah, it's like you're one or the other or both simultaneously. Right. You know, it's like yeah. people. Okay. Everybody lives in California, really laid back, right. really super chill. Mm. Everybody lives in New York, really anxious, really angry. It's mm. go 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 go. And somehow Florida gets this weird fucking mix of both. Because there's fucking transplants from New York that end up over here. That's why. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It, My anger bro. just came out there. Sorry, a little Tourette's <laughs> that just popped up. Sorry. <laughs> You know, being a native here, it's just, you know. Sense of subject. Yeah. <laughs> Sense of subject. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyways. Heads up, everybody. William does not like when New Yorkers come down to Florida and fuck shit up. Well, listen. They come down here and they fucking just bitch about how Florida is not as good as New York. And then you're over here in fucking Florida. So if fucking Florida is not good enough for you, then why the fuck are you down here in the first place? I don't get it. Everything's better in New York. They just bitch about everything here in Florida, but they're down here in Florida. I don't get it. Just, I don't know. Whatever. But anyways, that's what you're at Florida Man for this week <laughs> on Dark Fridge Radio. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed hey that. Hey, y'all. <laughs> hey, y'all. We just got a little peek into Will's psyche. Yeah, a little, little bit. Little, tiny window. That, right was, there. A, that was a little, that, you know when you open up the, the little corner of the window and you see somebody fighting outside, you just want to see what's going on? That's what, yeah. that's what you just saw. Yeah, that's what that was. <laughs> but anyways, listen, uh, we're going to get into uh, my interview here with or our interview with uh, Miss Nina Terrible and uh, her story from featured on the show, My Paranormal Nightmare on the Travel Channel. And uh, it's a great series. I think they're on their second or third uh, season now. So, again, it, this is a, a series, Jay, where they take real accounts from real people and um, they have them tell their story. And uh, it's it's really really um, it, it, it has a certain type of energy to it because you can really see the 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 angst that these actually people were you know had and went through and 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 the feelings because they're retelling the story. So so we're gonna get into our interview here with Miss Nina Terrible from My Paranormal Nightmare. This is Vincent DeSanti, the director of Never Hike Alone, and you are listening to Dark Fringe Radio. 
bleeding in germs. It's showtime! Good evening, Dark Fringe Radio listeners. Tonight, our guest was featured on the show My Paranormal Nightmare on the Travel Channel, and she describes a nightmarish tale on a summer that uh, she experienced as a teenager when she dabbled into the occult. Uh, this was a horrific account of a rather innocent person in a downward spiral into the supernatural and the paranormal. Please welcome to Dark Fringe Radio, Mrs. Nina Terabile. Hello, Nina. Thank you for coming on Dark Fringe Radio. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And Nina, man, listen, I, you know, we had you on um, Emily's podcast, which is uh, With the Frick Live, and I was completely enthralled by your story there. And... Um, it's a very interesting story, and you're in Meriden, Connecticut, which has a lot of ties uh, to not too far from where my family lives as well. So it's a lot of weird stuff that uh, it's paralleled. But uh, first off, I want to say thank you for coming on this show, and you've had a very unbelievable story, to say the least, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. So <laughs> let's start at the beginning, uh, Nina, if we can. Um, what got you interested into the occult and and those types of things? Well, when I was younger, I was always into the paranormal. Um, when my parents divorced, we, um, my father and my older brother, we moved with my grandparents. Um, their house was already haunted. Like my dad experienced um, paranormal things when he was growing up. Um, so I pretty much like, I think that what like got me into the occult, like playing with spirit boards and because I wanted to know, like, what was in the house. Um, I had a few experiences with family members of things I couldn't explain. Mm. Tell me about that if you can. Um, one night, um, I can't remember how old. It was before I was 15. Mm -hmm. um, I woke up, and I, I heard my grandmother um, downstairs watching television, so I decided to, like, watch go downstairs to keep her company and we have um french glass doors to um it's um it's like it um french glass doors like um sorry i'm a little nervous <laughs> no 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 that's okay that's okay so um that we could close the living room off from the hallway so, and so like an interior like, door that that kind of closes yeah off one room from another basically. but it was glass okay um, okay so I decided to sit with her um, on the couch watching TV and I looked at the French door and there was my brother and mm. I told my grandmother, I'm like, why isn't he coming in and sitting with us? And when she opened the French glass doors, no one was there. Uh, so, so yeah, you, you've um, been in this house. This is your childhood home, I'm, I'm assuming, correct? Yes. So, yeah. So you've been experiencing stuff as... Even as young as, you know, you know, when you were able to remember things and um, that obviously is a very um, <laughs> uh, impressionable uh, event that happened to you there. I'm sure that even it was impressionable to your grandmother at that time as well. Um, but going back, um, let, let's let's rewind a little bit. There was, um, you know, you were very close with another you know member of your family that kind of knew what you were doing. And, you know, how did she take all this stuff and how did this all work out? My cousin Amy? Yes, exactly. Um, she would 
hang um she would sleep over um she lived across the street actually mm-hmm. and she would sleep over on the weekends um and she actually had her own paranormal experience like we would all like have a sleepover in the living room mm. and she would hear in the middle of the night something walking around us right and when she would like you know peek her head out nothing was there mm. But you could hear like footsteps because my brother also heard it too. Oh, so this was not witnessed just by you and her, but also your brother as well. Yeah. Like I didn't, uh, um, another time, like I always had issues sleeping in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I always felt like, um, something was there with me in the middle of the night. I would hear something walking around my bed. Right. Um, my brother's bedroom was next to me to my room Mm -hmm. and he said he would see shadow like my door would be closed and he would see like shadows under the door right like someone was walking like back and forth wow wow yeah so you know what that you know it's it's one thing go through like a paranormal experience and you you know you experience it yourself but then when you have other people that kind of validate what you're experiencing as well it kind of brings it up to a different level obviously right i mean that yeah in a way it's more frightening but then in a way it's kind of comforting in a way too i'm sure right because the comfort comes in that you're not crazy obviously right and then the frightening part is is that you're like oh okay somebody else has seen this too and i'm not you know this is something that's serious yes yeah yeah so let me uh let's go back to you know early into this saga Mm -hmm. and you know you and your cousin were you know reading these books and one day it kind of culminated into you guys using a spirit board, correct? Yeah, like I had, um, I bought this. It was actually, can I say what it was? Sure, absolutely. It was, um, it was called the Psychic Circle. It had mm-hmm. zodiac signs. Um, it was a really cool board. That's why I I bought it. Right. And um, I also like had a a conjuring book that I also bought at a bookstore and it just had like summoning spells for like old to like for like spirits or like old gods mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that combination it just it kind of like it hits. was a crazy summer <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no i could only imagine how old were you at that time i was 15 yeah it's, it's so interesting you know um people that i talk to uh, that have like these very significant uh, paranormal experiences. Uh, they all seem to all have these really like huge experiences when during those times, usually that age, it's usually between the ages of 12 and 16. And um, we, we usually find that a lot uh, when I talk to a lot of these people that have had these experiences. So that's interesting that you say that. And um, another thing I wanted to add was, or ask you was, so after using the spirit board, um, I know things really didn't happen right after that, but what was it that you did after that, that kind of like, um, made things kind of turn for the worse? Well, we would play with the board, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And I was into like, um, I practiced, like I wanted to see if like the spells would work in the book that I got and nothing like showed up right away mm. until like a week or so I started waking up at the same time 
mm. with something growling in my ear. Because yeah. at first I I did have like experiences before, mm-hmm. but it would be like once in a great while I would have um wouldn't be able to move. Um and then it would just like just last for a couple of seconds and then like I was able to like move and get up. Right. Um but this one this time it was it was every day at a, the same time with something growling in my ear that never happened before yeah that's probably what probably like got you to a point where like okay this is something different now that i'm dealing with now um and i know that you were hearing these you know sounds and everything but explain to my listeners what you, what did you see and i think this is probably the most you know terrifying part uh you know of this whole saga but uh explain to them what you saw well when i woke up um i i wasn't able to open my eyes like i was paralyzed like on Mm -hmm. the bed Mm -hmm. um but you could feel like there was a presence um and eventually like um a couple days in i did like i wanted to see what it was but not really but it just like i I had to, and I saw, like, at the end of my bed was a hooded shadow figure. Mm. And then, like, it started escalating. Like, when I, like, fell asleep downstairs in the basement, I woke up and still paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I would, I heard, like, footsteps coming down the stairs. And I thought it was my dad who was working third shift he would sometimes come down in the basement and watch television right um but standing in the doorway Mm -hmm. was like this goat figure Mm. like half goat half man right um just standing there and it disappeared and it kept on like reappearing until it got like an arm length Mm. towards me and told me to go upstairs so that must have been frightening for you as a as a child or you know as an adolescent you know going through this and experiencing these things um you know uh, I watched the episode that you sent over to me and you know just to get a little bit more reference to the story besides what we spoke about um on the other podcast with Emily but I uh you know one thing that I kind of um you know, I, I realized was that, you know, your grandmother was a very religious person, correct? And she also lived in the house, right? She's, yeah, very religious. She had, like, holy water in her pocketbook. Like, mm-hmm. she would go to church. Like, she was very, like, religious. Right. Um, so that's why I didn't tell her because I knew, like, you know, first they warned me about using, right. like, boards. And, and if she even knew I had one. She'd like, freak out, right? Big trouble, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, living in a Hispanic household, I mean, that's like, uh, yeah. you know, it's different than I, I would uh, like, you know, I have you know friends that are you know, you know, Caucasian, and you know, <laughs> they they live a, a little bit of a different life, you know, versus uh, Hispanic culture because you know we're a little bit more open to the paranormal and the spiritual side of things, and uh, you know, we are, you know, we recognize when things are. Um, you know, something that could be of danger and, you know, we, we know, and we kind of warn. Um, so, you know, that was, that's one thing that I, I was very interested in because, um, you know, as things progressed and things got worse, did you ever consider like maybe asking your grandmother for help? Um, 
I did, but that experience that we saw my brother in the um the hallway, mm-hmm. she told me not to tell my grandfather. I think like they knew stuff was going on in the house, like uh-huh. bef- not uh-huh. what I experienced when I was fifteen, but they knew things were going on in the house. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. They still have to live there. Oh, so they like. So they're still like in that house they, currently? My um, grandmother and my uncle and aunt still wow. lives in the house. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I would love to do a paranormal investigation of that house. Uh, unfortunately, your, prob- your grandmother would probably <laughs> not allow that, um, knowing uh, Hispanic grandmothers. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's such a fascinating story. I mean, you know, it's just... I, I understand the dynamic you, you were presented with because, you know, you have people in your family that, you know, at the same time understand that or that could understand what you're going through. But at the same time, you can't go to them because you don't want them to, you know, be disappointed or whatever the case may be or be afraid of what they're going to say. But I mean, this must have been at the point where you had no choice on, you know, what to do. I mean, what did, how did this all culminate at the end for you? And, you know. Were you able to rid yourself of this? I mean, was it to the point where you had to move or what happened? Um, the TV show, like, it, it, they didn't tell you, like, I actually moved across the street where my cousin Amy um, and her aunt and uncle live. Gotcha. I moved there thinking it was, it was the house. Mm. So I would live there um, on the weekends, and then I had a, a little part-time job um, working – for my aunt, like watching her child in the next town. So I would be there Monday through Friday. So I'm like, Oh good. I'm going to like not experience like this parent, like sleep, not sleep paralysis, but whatever I was experienced at night. Right. But I was wrong. I, it followed me to both my aunt's house. Um, the one that I actually had to like watch her like child, I would, I was sleeping the first night I was sleeping in the spare bedroom and above me was a light that mm. you actually, you had to like touch to turn on. Mm-hmm. Well, it was going on and off like very fast wow. and you could feel like there was something like the air got thick in the room mm-hmm. and you, you could tell like there was something in the room, but I couldn't see. So I just ran out. This was like in the middle of the night and I was going to go to sleep on, on the couch in the living room, but I had to pass my cousin room, mm-hmm. my little cousin's room. And I heard whispering. So I thought it was, he was up. So I just, you know, walked quietly into the living room. Right. And the next day I told my aunt like, Oh, I think so-and-so was up last night. And she's like, Oh, he was in our room the whole night. Uh, so no one was in his room. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, very harrowing. Um, I mean, I just um, you know, go, you know, growing up as a child, it's hard enough, and then you know, having this added layer of just you know, craziness. I mean, it just must have been very taxing and tiring for you. Uh, you know, I I commend you for you know being able to even talk about this experience and and you know putting it out there. It's just uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand that there's a there's a level of of um, you know, anxiety that comes with this. I mean, do you still deal with that today from all this stuff that's happened, you know, when you were, you know, growing up? Well, yeah, because the last time, um, well, when, 
when I was 15, when I got rid of the board that mm -hmm. night that I got rid of the board and the book, um, I woke up with something screaming at me that it was going to come back mm. and I couldn't move. And I just like had to like, listen to it. Like, like tell me it's going to come back one day. Right. So right. that's always like in the back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And now mm -hmm. that I have two young children, it like kind of like scares yeah. me. Yeah. And then sometimes when I wake up at like that certain time too, I look around the room, like, why did I wake up at this time? Like, it, I think it will always be in the back of my mind. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, listen, you went through a very significant, um, uh, you know, paranormal uh, event and um, series of events, not only just one event, but series of events. Um, let's talk about that night that you got rid of the board and the book. I mean, you know, the, one thing that in the... Um, the documentary that they spoke about was that you had a couple books. You had one book that was kind of like an, in, you know, invocation type of book. And then you also had another one that was kind of like a protective type of book. Uh, did you ever, you know, consider maybe trying to use some of the good you know, stuff that's in the other book to try to, you know, circumvent what's happening with you currently at that time? Like I would read a lot of books to see like what was going on. Um, like at the time we didn't have computers. Mm -hmm. It was, 1995 96 right um yeah for those that don't but, understand listen we went through hard times <laughs> we went through hard times you know right how old are you you don't mind me asking 38 okay so i'm 40 so yes listen yeah these people most people those kids don't understand pre-internet was a very dark age like <laughs> you had to research things in actual encyclopedias books and go to the library yeah. and do research so yeah it wasn't as easy as going on google now and saying oh what can i do to do you know for this so yeah i totally get what you're talking about no because some people ask like oh you didn't take pictures i'm like i <laughs> at the time have phones with right. cameras exactly <laughs> exactly yeah yeah it's uh, and then also yeah, it's just so, it's so amazing, you know, it's, it amazes me that, you know, that during that time, you know, people go through stuff like this and they don't realize what they're going through. You, have you ever looked into the property itself and looked into maybe the history of it and maybe figured out if somebody died on the property there or anything like that? I always wanted to, um, it's just, it's hard because, um. If, like, I always wanted to bring, like, a, a psychic or an investigation group, but it's not my house. Right. Like, and then on top of that, my grandmother's very old-fashioned. She oh, yeah. wouldn't allow it. Mm-hmm. 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 So, it's another thing. Like, when I was a teenager, I would have to hide my books. Right. Because she would, you know, come in to get, like, some laundry, but she would, like, also, like, look around. And oh, I yeah. know, like, some books she did take. Uh, <laughs> probably that like so i feel like i had to hide that typical hispanic uh grandmother so i i totally understand that i i get i get where you're coming from you know what's interesting is that you know you uh talk about this event uh, the, these events that have happened in you growing up you know it happened in meriden connecticut now um I have family in Waterbury, which is not very far. I think it's like, what, the next town over? I, I haven't been back. Yes. Yeah, okay. So I haven't been back there in many, many years. But um, I've always heard that there's always been a hotbed 
of paranormal activity in that area. Do you think that it's because of the old country or maybe you know the older settlers, you know, because a lot of the, those houses were built in, you know, the early 1900s um, and so on and so forth. I mean, do you think that that area is a hotbed for paranormal activity? I think so. Like, like Meriden has a lot of like old, ho- like you said, old houses. Right. Um, I made sure when I moved, I got a new house. Like <laughs> <laughs> Smart lady. Smart. Like, yes. I know like the house that I was growing up, it was like 1900s. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who I, my like grandparents like lived there for like a long, long time. Mm. Um, and then it, she gave it to my aunt and she's living, like she lives there. Gotcha. And I know they had a few experiences um, recently. Oh, really? So this has continued down yeah. to now, literally just like recently. Not at like what I went through when I was 15, right. but um, my uncle, who is a skeptic, right. was sleeping upstairs in his room, and someone, a woman, called his name, and it was very clear. Uh, mm. And then another time, he was in the living room sitting, and they still have those glass um, interior, like French doors. Mm-hmm. He saw a woman going up the stairs. Wow. And so- he thought it was was calling her but she she was outside with the dog Mm. so this has continued on obviously and um it it seems to me that Mm -hmm. your grandmother is not letting on more than what she actually knows obviously uh it it seems like she knows a lot more than what's actually going on um have you ever tried to have like a heart-to-heart with her now that you're an adult and you know obviously um, your mother, you have children, you know, you, you know, you have a significant other, um, you know, you've gone on with your life and, and so on and so forth. Have you ever had a heart to heart with her to talk about these experiences and what you, well, you know, what you, you know, experienced during that time when you were growing up? Um, I actually asked my aunt who lives there if she, my grandmother watched the show mm. and she's like, no, like. My grandmother doesn't like anything paranormal, especially anything with demonic. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, she's always going, like, you know, goes to church. Like, she doesn't want to know nothing about yeah about that, especially now, that, like, she moved from Puerto Rico to here and is in the house that this happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would want to talk about it. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's it's you know, it's definitely a generational thing. And I've I've run into that same type of scenario with people that um, are older than me and are a generation or two behind me. Um, I've uh, you know, both of my parents are Puerto Rican as well. And, um, you know, you know, growing up in a Hispanic household is that, you know, it's uh, things are a little bit, you know, strange you don't it's not the, it's not the typical thing you there's a little bit more spiritual you know spiritualism that's involved in what you're dealing with on a normal basis than what you you know uh would think but at the same time um you know obviously these things are happening she's you know i i'm sure she's experienced something um in that house let me ask you this i'm would you ever consider like maybe moving back into that house or is that something that's just like completely off limits 
off limits. No, yeah. I would not. Yeah. Even if like she gave it to me for free, no. Yeah. Yeah. I just have too much like bad memories. Um, not. It was just that at that experience, like it really affected me. Um, I I still like I like visiting my peer like my aunt and uncle and seeing my grandmother, but it's like I still like I look at that French door when I go upstairs to like to use the bathroom like it's like I'm on edge because I'm like nervous like oh, I don't sure. want to see something yeah yeah it, like, it must be nerve-wracking for you yeah I mean just going back to that house <laughs> to visit your grandmother you know what I mean just like you're saying must be like super nerve-wracking for you. you I'm sure you probably have to mentally prepare yourself for something like that right I'm sorry you broke up. No, I'm saying that, like, for instance, when you go back to visit your grandmother at that house or your aunt, let's just say, for instance, I'm sure you probably have to mentally prepare yourself before going in there, right? Yeah. Like, um, I don't think I'm I'm ever going to be, like, I don't know how to explain it, like, used to it. Like, or you have to, like, yeah, right. like, it's, that whole summer was just very horrifying um it's like it brought flat like if i go there it's like i would get like memories mm -hmm. of like things that happen yeah yeah i can understand that um you know and it's another thing too nina like you you've exposed yourself you know to this other side obviously the paranormal um do you think that you've maybe opened yourself up to any type of like uh abilities as well like maybe psychic abilities or maybe empathic abilities as well I'm not sure. Like, um, I did go to like, see, like, I still like, I'm into the, like the paranormal and I would go to psychic fairs and they did say like, I do have the sixth sense, mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't, I, I don't want it. You don't want it. No. Yeah. No, I get it's, it. Like I'm a mom of kids. Mm -hmm. I don't have time for that. And I just don't, something negative. I don't even want to like. I feel like my grandma, like, I don't even want to know, like, I had my experience with negativity, like. Yeah, yeah, I totally get it. You were jaded. You were jaded from the get-go. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing, you know, unfortunately you were. I mean, you went through a very horrifying event, you know, as a as a teenager or adolescent becoming a teenager. I mean, and it, it, it still follows you to this day, which is, you know, it, it, it's. You know, it's a part of this whole experience. It, it creates that anxiety, and I understand that. So um, one thing I wanted to ask you, um, Nina. So, you know, you've had all this stuff that's happened in, in this house. What was the catalyst of uh, this all stopping? Was it you moving out of the house? Um, what, what happened? What was the catalyst? Well, when I got rid of, like, the board and mm -hmm. the book, mm -hmm. um, that night, like I told you, like something came and then afterwards nothing happened. Gotcha. Um, when I got married and we moved into the con our condo, mm -hmm. we're in a house now. Um, I was 30 years old. I just had my son mm. and I wasn't like really thinking about like, you know, the, about the experience. Cause I just had a baby. Yeah. You were living life. First time yeah. Right. And I, he was next to me in his bassinet sleeping and I was on my phone. The TV was on and I noticed um, something moving and it was the hooded shadow figure walking mm. in front of the TV mm. and going into the wall. Mm. 
So I, that was like my last time seeing it. So I think it was kind of telling me like, Hey, I'm still around. Right. Or either that or um, I'm, I'm not going to be around anymore. One of the two, right? It's got to be either one or, or the other, right? I kind of think it was saying, because it did say it was going to come back. Like, uh, hey, I'm still around. Gotcha. Like, I know it was 15 years, mm-hmm. but I'm still here. Like, I'm not going to forget. Like, Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a, that's a hard part to deal with when it comes to this whole thing. You know, people, um, you know, the... When you talk about the paranormal and in the um, mainstream, uh, people kind of like poke light of it and don't really uh, give it enough respect that it really deserves. I think I mean, that's just my personal opinion, because they don't really understand what what it is that they're dealing with, too, at that point. Uh, You know, what can you probably tell other people that are maybe adolescents maybe you know i'm sure maybe there's probably 15 year olds that listen to this podcast you know somebody who may be interested in this i mean what is what do you tell that person you know knowing what you know what do you tell that person you know now what would your advice be to that to that individual i would tell them like um to educate yourself before using or even going into like paranormal like investigations like educate yourself um like when i was growing up it, it like you said like there was no computers there was it, it wasn't like how kids have it nowadays like you really got it like i wish i educated myself more um instead of like just skimming through the occult book like actually like read Reading through it. it right yeah yeah, I think that uh, getting the, the, the proper understanding of what you're doing is the key, obviously. You know what I mean? I mean, because you could really get yourself, you know, involved in something that you have no idea, especially when you're dealing with spirit boards and things like that, you know, opening up doors and portals that you have no idea how to close. And you leaving that open can be, a, you know, a very, um, you know, big issue, you know, down the road, obviously, because anything can come in through that. And uh, most people don't understand that, you know, that's uh, that's something that's not talked about when you hear these stories, you know, like how to stop this or how to close it. You know, it's always this, the sensational part. It's always a uh, what happened, you know what I mean? Or what what transpired during that time. But nobody really talks about how to close it, how to stop it. And that's a uh, that's a that's a big part of this whole, you know, exercise, obviously. Um, you know, Nina, you still say that you're involved or you're at least interested uh, into the occult and the paranormal. I mean, uh, do you do any kind of uh, paranormal investigations? Um, do you do any kind of writing? W- what do you do currently now? Well, I'm like collecting um, more stories to write a third book. Um, I Please tell me about I your, your like, first couple of books, please. Let, let, let our listeners well, the know. First- the first book, Paranormal Activity in the Silver City, is my account, What Happened, um, the summer of 96. Mm-hmm. Um, the second book, Our Real Ghost Stories, it's a collection of people's stories from Meriden Wallingford and Waterbury. <laughs> and yeah, like, like in Connecticut, yeah. of their experiences dealing with the paranormal. And then the third is going to be like another collection of ghost stories. Well, account, yeah, encounters. Yeah, yeah. it's so crazy because you know, um, my mother currently she's a very high, like I would say, akin to what your grandmother's like as far as religious. Um, 
But before she was like that, she was very open and she was very, um, you know, uh, talkative about what she experienced when she was growing up in Waterbury. She's my my mother grew up there, and you know, uh, the, the the paranormal experiences happen at such a young age to even her as well. I just you know that that area to me is like such a hotbed of just like stuff that's going on there. I don't know if it has to do with the colonization of America that the old, you know, Puritans started from there when they landed here from the UK. I don't know, but they certainly yeah. brought something over that uh, left a mark for many, many, many centuries. Do you agree? I agree. Yeah. 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 It's just, it's, it's crazy. And then I, I experienced my own stuff as a kid living there. I only lived there for the first five years of my life. And I remember a paranormal experience that happened to me there at five years old, but, um, you know, it's, it's just it's crazy to me that everybody kind of like, well, not everybody. Let, let's say a lot of people from that area understand that, that there is a certain type of feeling or a certain type of energy that that area emanates or maybe exhumes. Like, I'm sure you've heard of Holy Land, right? That's in Waterbury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've that, heard of Holy yeah. yeah, that place is supposedly like completely haunted. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been shut down since what, like the 80s or 90s or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's and, been, yeah, it's been shut down. Yeah. And it's crazy because I remember as a kid, like four or five years old, seeing that big cross sitting on that, that hill because we could see it from the window from my house, literally. That's how close we were in Waterbury. And, and then next thing I know, like later on, as I'm, an adult, I have children, you know what I mean? I have a significant other. I, I start to hear these stories of Holy Land, and I'm like, yeah, I remember Holy Land. And I'm like, and then the next thing I know, I'm like, I'm reading these stories of like this place being completely haunted because <laughs> it's been abandoned since like the early 2000s or late 90s, you know? So again, yeah. it, it kind of attributes to the land itself. There's, there's something going on there, right? I think so. Like, I heard about it too, and um, we had we have a place called the Undercliff that's haunted, but it's kind of hard to get in because it gets patrolled. Is that also in Meriden, or is that in Waterbury? It's in Meriden. It's in Meriden. Okay, yeah. You know, I would love to get up there to just to go see all that stuff again. You know, it's it's been so long, and uh, again, you know, people don't understand that there's certain areas when you walk into. There's like an energy that just emanates from it. And you're just like, you feel it as soon as you walk into it. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it, but that's that's the only way I can describe it. Um, you know what? I Nina, I wanted to ask you, you know, I know. Do you do any paranormal investigating currently right now or no? No, I don't. No, I would like to like when my kids get older. Right. Like I would like to like be on a team and like investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a full-time mom so no i get it i get it yeah it's you know listen it's it's tough being a mother and then or uh you know a parent for that matter and then you know taking on uh all these extra you know uh tasks you know listen i i'm i'm right there with you i have a a five-year-old and a 12-year-old so and i still do a podcast and i do parallel investigating so it's it's uh it's it's crazy but um you know you just kind of learn how to juggle it all but I understand what you're talking about. You know, you, you want to give your full attention to that. But um, you're talking about another third book that you're going to write. Um, do you have a, a title for that yet or no? Not yet. I'm just collecting stories. Um, 
it's not just going to be in Connecticut. It's all over. Got you. There's going to be a few, like, few stories um, and an actual, like, UFO story Ooh, from Meriden, nice. which is cool. I never heard a UFO, like, yeah. ex- like, encounter here. Nina, there's all kinds of stuff that's happening in Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have a I have a cousin who's a who's a police officer in Waterbury. He uh he even he tells me some of the crazy stuff that happens there. And um, you know, as being a police officer, you gotta be like on the straight and narrow and you know, um things of the otherworldly doesn't usually fit into their their uh paradigm as far as what, you know, to explain what's going on. Uh and you know, he's explained to me many accounts, you know, of what's you know, what's happened there. Um Nina, let me ask you one uh, last question. You know, have you ever considered sitting down with your grandmother and doing this, like saying, hey, listen, I know what you know, and we all know. Can we do something about this? I mean, because I don't want, you know, you know, the biggest fear, like what you probably have, and I'm sure that I would have in your situation is that. This would continue, and you don't want this to go on to you, anybody else, uh, especially your children or anything like that. Um, have you ever considered maybe talking to her and say, "Hey, listen, let's can we try to get rid of this or anything like that," or, or you think she would just be completely, you know, against that? Knowing my grandmother, she'd probably be completely against it. Yeah. Um, I at my house, I'm I sage the house. Um. This is why I'm like kind of scared to do investigations too, because I don't want to bring anything. Yeah, no, like, you're right. Into my house, mm-hmm. with like I have my my kids. You know, I want them to just have like a normal childhood. Mm-hmm. Like my son's into the paranormal, but it's like I don't want him to have that scary, horrifying like experience that like what you had. It kind of <laughs> like yeah, like right that will affect him. Right. Yeah. No, no, of course. I get it. I totally get it. You don't want it to negatively, you know, negatively affect him. And, um, you know, you want, you know, him to not really deal with what you had to deal with, obviously. You know, that's a, that's a big thing as a parent, you know, even myself. I don't want to bring any kind of that negative uh, energy home or, you know, to the children or anybody else's significant other. You know, it, it's it's a really it's a tightrope, you know, it's a, really a tightrope that you walk. Uh, when it comes to the paranormal, most people don't understand that. You know, I think people think it. You know, they they just chalk it up to just you know entertainment and and what whatever they see on TV. But it, it's a lot more serious than that, and I don't think most people really understand or appreciate that. Like some people think, like when I would talk to them to tell them, like, "Oh, I lived in a haunted house." They're like, "Oh, so cool." I'm like, "No, it's not." No, yeah, it's not cool. Not cool. <laughs> it's not cool, right? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell him, I'm like, you ever watch the Haunted of Hill House on Netflix? I'm mm-hmm. like, you see what the kids went through. It's like that. Like, it's not fun. Right, right. No, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Well, Nina, listen, um, where can everybody, I wanted to kind of conclude this with, um, where can everybody find your books? Um, and please tell us uh, and my listeners um, what else you're currently doing and and please send anything out, you know, promotional wise. What what's going on with you currently right now? Oh, my books you could get it on Amazon. Um, I'm just collect. If you have a paranormal story, you could share it with me. Um, I'm on Facebook, Nina Turbile. I'm pretty much just collecting stories. Um, and because of this 
COVID-19, I'm with my children. Like we're just <laughs> you know. stuck at the hip, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I know how that is. Trust me. My five-year-old daughter list literally asked me what I'm doing every five minutes. And I'm like, I'm doing the same thing I did five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like trying to entertain them yeah. making like a normal summer. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. I totally get it. And those books, they can be found on Amazon. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, great, great. Well, Nina, listen, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Um, you know, you could uh, see that. What uh, I think it was season nine. Is it season nine, episode two? I can't believe there was nine seasons of the show already. But uh, My Paranormal Nightmare, is that correct? My Paranormal Nightmare, um, it's on Saturdays at 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. on travel channel um it's season one episode 10 i believe 10 okay possession so, it's called right right it's the second story of that episode so make sure you uh check that out uh, i'm sure you can find that on all of your streaming services hulu Nef you know all those uh ones that uh you know uh, take net or travel channels uh shows and stuff like that and repurpose them on streaming uh, sites. I think Hulu does that. So um, you can check that out. So if not, you can just check it out on the Travel Channel. And, of course, uh, that's Nina uh, Terabile. And, of course, her crazy, crazy upbringing. <laughs> and uh, I want to thank you again for coming on Dark Fringe Radio. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're a blessing and a, and a wonderful treat for having uh, having you on here. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, we'll have you again once you have something else that comes out. Uh, Nina, we'll definitely push it here on Dark Fringe Radio and we'll uh, promote it to uh, the, as much as we possibly can. So when that third book comes out, you let me know and uh, we'll get it out there. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Miss Nina Terrible, of course, on My Paranormal Nightmare on the Travel Channel. Great series, great show, and I really appreciate Nina coming on the show and talking about her experience and uh, what a horrifying tale, and I'm glad that uh, she's been able to, uh, you know, get through all that and have a somewhat uh, normality in her life and uh, not uh, be afraid of uh, the things that are unknown, so... But nonetheless, I, uh, again, thank you uh, for listening on to that uh, interview. And, of course, before we say goodbye this week, Jay, we have a little segment called What to Watch Before We Say and Bid Everyone Adieu. And, of course, this segment is a little segment that Jay does that uh, he gives his recommendation as to what to watch, something he's seen on TV, movies, anything at all. Jay, what do you recommend for this week for What to Watch? Well, I have, I have two things I'm going to recommend. One, I haven't watched yet. Uh, I've just seen the previews, and it looks kind of really badass, and it, it harkens back to my nerd days. <laughs> uh, the other one is one I'm, I just started watching, uh, actually earlier this evening. So the one I have been watching uh, most of the night is a miniseries on Netflix called Fear City. And Fear City focuses on... New York and the government versus the mafia. Ooh, pretty cool. And in the first episode, you see how the police, the FBI, are outmanned, outmatched, outmuscled, and outsmarted by the mafia. Mm -hmm. And they had no answer for it. 
until one college professor, a law professor, uh, Cornell, uh, invited some FBI agents, and, and they wrote and came up with the RICO bill, mm-hmm. uh, allowing people to be prosecuted in groups. That's right. Uh, so, you know, so, someone kills someone, but they were ordered to kill someone by someone else, that someone else also gets in trouble for the murdering of said person. And it it kind of it shows you, like, the, and the second episode was all about how they were bugging their cars, their homes, the places where they hung out, mm-hmm. uh, and the subterfuge that they're going through. It's really, really interesting. Uh, one of the one of the FBI agents was sending greeting cards to the person that they had wiretapped and was surveilling, uh, surveillancing, and he could sit there and hear him reading about these cards and wondering where the fuck they were coming from. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that. I I know of that story. I haven't seen this documentary you speak of or the series, uh, but I know of that story and how uh, the uh, you know the government finally was able to infiltrate the the mafia and of course that rico bill that was uh you know written into law was the shatter effect of course of the mafia because of course what you've just mentioned you know you can go and just of course uh, associate that other person who actually gave the order to kill somebody also that same murder charge so yeah that's uh very interesting jay so uh that's on netflix as well yeah it's on netflix called fear city new york versus the mafia it's pretty cool Nice. interesting. Nice. And then the other one that I've seen, I'm going to start watch. That I'm going to watch. It's a an anime. It's a anime movie. Um, it's called Transformers: The Last Battle. So it's all about. Uh, it's very computer generated, which I'm not a huge fan of. I still like the old school Transformers. Yeah, of that, that that kind of animation. Yeah, yeah. The story kind of goes along with, and it, it just looks like it's. It's a very desperate anime. Uh, it came across very compelling, very Japanese influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just it looks very entertaining. So I, my guess is probably tomorrow night I might uh, take another trip to the moon and watch <laughs> the final, not final battle between Megatron and uh, Optimus Prime. There and I go. can feel how nerdy I am right now. <laughs> no, no, man. Listen, that's uh, I want to check that out too. Um, I heard about it, and uh, I haven't been able to see uh, the previews or anything like that, but I heard about it, and um, I didn't know it was like that type of animation either. You basically dropped that on me. Uh, but I heard about it, and um, I wanted to see it. So, Boom, motherfucker. There you go. Yeah. And also, one I want to kind of recommend just uh, as a side note here, J2 on Netflix, uh, The Umbrella Academy. I don't know, Jay, have you seen this series yet? Uh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things. I just haven't had a lot of time to, to watch it. Well, today on Friday, uh, of course, uh, this uh, series uh, just came out with the first episode. Well, the whole first uh, uh, new uh, slew of episodes for the second season. So uh, it's so far I've, I caught the yeah. first one. Not bad, man. I'm telling you, the first season I loved. Uh, it's a great story. Um, again, if you guys are into like a different type of superhero movie, uh, that's this is it. Uh, definitely check out Umbrella Academy, and it's not so bad for the kids either. I mean, if you got like a teenager, um, or even like a little bit of a preteen, you know. It's okay. I do. There you go. Exactly. So it's it's okay for them to watch as well. So, um, but yeah, check that out. So, Jay, I appreciate that again for what to watch uh, for this week, and of course, just want to remind everyone uh, how to follow us on social media: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter 
at Dark Fringe Radio. And now you can listen to the podcast, of course, go directly to our website, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. And you can click any of the links there for the streaming services that are available, which is all the major streaming services that uh, are popular out there. iHeartRadio, Stitcher, um, iTunes, uh, Google Play. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, exactly. So we're all over the map. You guys can check us out on many different fronts. So one thing you can do for us is when you do that, make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Helps us out with the advertisers and helps us out. Uh, we're giving you guys a free show. So, nonetheless, uh, we appreciate it again here at Dark Fringe Radio. Anything else for the outro, Jay? Be free, be chill, be safe. There we go. Couldn't say it better myself. Again, I'm Will Martinez for my co-host, Jay Golosi. Again, we're Dark Fringe Radio, and we'll see you guys again next week. Bye.